Good morning. I'll give us, uh, just give us a minute as everyone joins here. It is a beautiful sunny morning in Carroll County. A little hot, a little humid. Um, hope everyone got to uh, enjoy the July 4th holiday yesterday. I'm sure it was a little different for most of us than, uh, than usual. But welcome. It's great to be back together again. Um, I've been reading through Ephesians this week and we're actually we're going to be studying Ephesians as a church later in the year but um, as I was reading it this week um, there's a lot there's an awful lot packed into this letter from Paul and I just wanted to encourage us with a couple of things as we start up here this morning and in particular as Paul is talking about living as children of light and being careful how we live as wise and not unwise um, he comes to this point and he says speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs sing and make music in your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought that's a great reminder, especially in you know, these times when everything is a little, uh, a little different and sideways, just to remember, um, always be giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to sing together later on um, in this time as we, as we normally do. We're also going to be breaking bread in our homes. So um, if you uh, want to go and uh, uh, grab those uh, elements at some point, um, during the time, some some bread, some juice, or something to share, um, then please go ahead um, and do that. We'll be doing that towards the end of our, our time together this morning. But he also says, of course, to speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And so I thought it'd be fitting just to start our time this morning um, by reading from the psalms. Um, and of course, one of the things with the psalms is so many to choose from. It was actually hard to pick one, but I settled on Psalm 67, which I'd just like to share with you this morning. And it says this, it says, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. I thought, what a great, encouraging psalm, even in these different times. Um, we're going to take, uh, we're going to be hearing from Pastor Dave this morning. He's going to be sharing um, about uh, the simplicity of our faith. We're going to be um, singing some songs, and as I said, breaking bread together after that. Um, just a note on our kind of uh, Zoom etiquette. So you should all be coming uh, uh, muted. There will be the breakout rooms at the end of our time as well. So we can have some fellowship time in smaller groups. Um, so look forward to that. Um, if you have any questions, please go ahead and put them uh, in the chat and we'll, um, we'll, get, them, we'll get them answered uh, if we can during this time and if not afterwards. Um, but let's take a moment and let's pray. Um, and then we'll be uh, hearing from Pastor Dave. Lord God, we thank you that you are gracious to us and that you bless us and that you do make your face shine upon us. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that um, even through these times, we can look and see your goodness in our lives and that we have so much to be thankful for um, to you. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for sending Jesus into the world to save, to redeem us, and that we can gather together um, here in your name and for your glory because of what you've done 
for us. We ask that you would uh, bless this time. We ask that you would make it your time, that you would speak to us in the ways you wish to. We ask that you would give us hearts that are softened and warm and open and ready to hear what you have to say to us. And we thank you for the fellowship that we can enjoy, albeit virtually. We pray that you would bless that time, that you would encourage us this morning, and that we would cling to your truth and your goodness in everything. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Julian. Appreciate that. Especially appreciate your prayer about us having soft hearts and open to the Lord and what he's teaching us. Welcome to our Sunday morning um, gathering. It's a delight to see everybody, see everybody. Some of you I can see your faces, some I can see your names. Just want to welcome you if you're part of our church family. If you're visiting, maybe you're visiting with a friend or family and you're watching this from your phone or your television, or maybe someone forwarded you our invitation, you are very welcome. I'm glad that you're here with us today. Maybe you're hearing this after the fact from our website, so you're welcome as well. We're, just, we're delighted that you can be here with us as we seek the Lord together. We're worshiping him together. We come together often throughout the week, I'm sure, but on Sunday mornings, we come together and we seek him. We say, Lord, we're here. We're listening to you. What is it you want to speak to us? And it's just, I'm just so happy that we can be together this morning. You know, life can be pretty complicated sometimes. I know it was certainly complicated for uh, a young man who came to the University of Maryland many years ago now in the, in the 1980s. And life always is complicated for young men and young women. I know this, of course. But for me, I, was, I came to the University of Maryland with a, with a full heart, with a heavy heart, with a confused heart. I wanted truth. I wanted love. I wanted simplicity. I wanted connection to God. And I was blessed to find a group of believers who exemplified what I called a simple devotion, a simple faith to God. These were a group of believers. They, they, it was evident from being around them that they loved Jesus. They loved singing. They loved his word. They would share it with one another often. And their enthusiasm was infectious. To listen to them pray was to encourage my heart, instructed my heart on how to pray. They loved to share the good news of Jesus with the people around them. And that also was infectious for me. And over time, my heart, as I, as I fellowship with them, as I sought the Lord, as I listened to the Lord, my heart healed and I drew closer to him. And I realized for all the complexities of my life and for all the complexities of your life, we have a good an immense, and and in some some respects, a simple God who desires a simple connection with you. So I want to chat this morning with you a little bit. I've got some meditations. I've got some scriptures I want to review with you. I want to remind us. We are reminded, of course, God is infinite. We can't comprehend him, but he is very simple. He is an anchor for our lives. This morning, you should have received an email um, right about 8.59 or 9 o'clock, you should have gotten an email in your, in your box with a list of verses. If you want to take a moment and, and pull them up, you can follow along um, during this message. And maybe it's something that would be useful to you um, during the breakout rooms or, or later this week. Just feel free to take, take a moment. I'll also share some verses from my screen here in a moment. But I want, to, I want to encourage us that he is there for us. He is an anchor for us. When our heart is weak, when we are hurting, 
he is there. And that anchor starts with his word. It starts with his spirit provoking us to turn to his word and turn to him. You know, one of my favorite verses in scripture, I'm going to go to the Psalms as well, Julian. One of my favorite verses in scripture is Psalm 27, 8. It says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. We need to have a reflex of turning to the Lord when he calls our name. I have a picture, I have a picture when my kids were little, and maybe if, when, when your kids were little, if you're trying to get their attention and they're, they're looking around or doing other things, you might gently take your finger and lift up their chin until they're looking at you in the face and said, are you listening to me? You said, seek my, you said to them, seek my face. And you're showing them how to direct their hearts towards you. We need to have the same heart towards God. He is our father. He loves us. He's calling to us. Might we learn to train our hearts to say, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. It sounds like a discipline. It sounds like an effort. It sounds like an intrusion into your life, maybe. But it is it's a gift. It's a blessing. It's a discipline that yields fruit of love and righteousness and peace in spite of what our circumstances are. I'd like to review some of the, key, some of the scriptures as I was thinking about the last couple of weeks about the, the transition point between our messages, between shift, um, um, I'm sorry, cap, shift, control, and awe. And then next week, we're going to start a brand new series on how we are members of, of in the body together. I thought, I, I want to understand, I want to connect to you, Lord, in a deep way, in a simple way, in a reflexive way that I need you, I can find you. And my mind started, and in my mind started popping up many different scriptures and i started writing them down and said yes this is what i want to meditate on this is what i want to be i want this to be my reflex when i am rejoicing i want to think of these things when i'm in doubt i want to think of these things when i'm in need i want to think of these things when i'm being challenged i want these to be the anchor for my soul i want these to be the simple things that i can go back to so i'm going to review here in a moment of some verses and some passages that came to my mind I'm sure as we go through that you will think of many others that have been a blessing and meaningful to you. So let's just start here on our tour. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He is our creator. He created all that you see. He created all that you are. He created all that you have. And you are a steward of everything in your life. On behalf of him. It's a, he is an amazing, powerful, infinite God. I am who I am. When Moses was talking to God, trying to understand, he said, who are you? Who shall I say sent me? And God told him, I am who I am. Say, I am has sent you. He is the infinite God. He's barely comprehensible. But he puts into words, this infinite, powerful, barely comprehensible God puts into words for our benefit, I am who I am, and this is enough. 
for us to rest on him and to relate to him and know who he is, even though we can't possibly hold all who he is in our heart and our mind. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. So this creator, this infinite, this powerful God, he could be unknowable. He could demand anything from us. What does he want from us? What does this infinite, powerful God want from us? He wants our love. When God seems unknowable, when he seems confusing, when life is a mess, he wants your love. It's a simple thing. Not easy. Simple is not necessarily easy, but he wants your love and your attention with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. How long, O oh Lord? How long? The Psalms, they're replete with examples of the psalmist, the poets, the prophets crying out saying, Lord, how long will I suffer? How long will you tarry? How long will the evil be victorious? I don't understand and I don't like it. How long? God allows and honor, honors the honest prayer from our heart. When we are essentially crying out to him, almost complaining, I don't understand, I don't like it. How long, oh Lord, when's the last time when you, not even knowing what to say, or how to put your words, your thoughts into words, or the cry of your heart into words, can you say, how long, oh Lord, and cry out to him? He receives that prayer. The Lord is my shepherd. He is a good God. He's righteous. He's powerful. And he is intimate. He is your shepherd. He knows you. He cares for you. He provides for you. He has shown you, O oh man. He has shown you, O oh man. One of our old songs I'd love, I'd love to sing. He's shown you, O oh man what the Lord requires, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. When my life gets complicated, when my faith gets complicated, I take, I take refuge in this verse. He just wants a few things from me, to love justice, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with him. This is a simple, refreshing reminder of what, you, of what your relationship with him is supposed to be. The kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God has come. You know, this is pretty much the first thing. In fact, it is the first thing that Mark records Jesus saying. He says, Mark 1.15, the, 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 the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So here is our Lord. Here is Jesus himself saying, it's simple, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has come. Repent and believe in the gospel. And what is this gospel? The gospel is the truth that God sent his son, Jesus Christ. He came to earth. He died on the cross. He paid the price for my sins and for your sins. 
and through faith in him, you can be forgiven. You can be brought into his kingdom. You can have not only the hope of eternal life, which is awesome, but you can have hope, you can have healing, you can have purpose, and you can have a mission in this life to come. It's simple, and it's the first words out of Jesus' mouth. Blessed are the meek. Jesus had many teachings, and these the Beatitudes are key amongst them. Blessed are the meek. The meek is an amazing word. It's the Greek word prautes. It's a very deep word. It's simple, but not, but very profound. It means yieldedness. It means surrender. It also means steadfastness and commitment to doing what's right. It gives you the image of a, of a strong ox that's in a that's in a yoke, and he's pulling forward. He is focused on doing what he ought to do. Blessed are the meek, for the age shall inherit the earth. Are you meek? When your heart is in a turmoil, when you're wondering what to do, can you offer yourself in surrender? Say, Lord, I surrender to you. I am yielded to you. Not just to passively lay on the ground, but to do what you want me to do, to stand firm for what you want me to do, Lord. This is a word that you can meditate on for the rest of your life. Lord, if you are willing. This is another example of a prayer. There's a, a, a person who is, who is contaminated, filthy, leprous, and they're saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. As another prayer, the Lord says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Look at these prayers that he welcomes. Look at these prayers that he he, he welcomes from you. How long, O oh Lord? If you are willing, O oh Lord, I believe, help me, unbelief. Are, you feel weak when you pray? Do you feel doubting when you pray? These people felt the same. These people felt the same. And God accepted them where they were at because they were looking to him. Their face, he called to them and their face looked up and they looked to him in their weakness, in their doubt in their struggling, and they said, Lord, you're there. I don't know where you're at, but you're there. If you're willing, you can make me clean. I believe, help my unbelief, and you're weak. When you're struggling, when you just need a basic anchor of truth, and you don't feel like a spiritual giant, can you call out in a very simple way and say, Lord, how long? Lord, if you're willing, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. These prayers are acceptable to him. Jesus receives you. He accepts these prayers from you in a loving and gracious way without reproof. So you may come to him. Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus clearly, clearly declared, I am God. He's not a, he, was not, he was a good man. He was a good teacher, but that's not all he was. He was God. He is God. He will be God forever. He must increase. I must decrease. John the Baptist lived a tough life, a simple life, but not an easy life. He, a life of faith, but also a life of doubt and struggle at times. And the final analysis, John the Baptist was yielded to Jesus Christ. He was yielded to the mission that Jesus gave him. John said, he must increase I must decrease. Can this, will this typify your life? Are you willing to lay down your life when, this, when key decisions come before you? Who do you say that I am?
towards the end of his ministry, Jesus asked the disciples, who were people saying that I am? Some say you're Elijah. And then he made it personal. Well, Peter, who do you say that I am? Well, who do you say that he is? I can see a couple of you on the screen. Mike, Jason, Sophie, others I can't see. Who do you say that he is? Insert your name. Who do you say that he is? He is Jesus Christ. He is God. He is the Lord. He is your Savior. He is eternal. He is awesome. And he deserves for us to lay down our life before him and surrender. Each of us must say that for ourselves. Just like Jesus brought it in from the crowd to Peter, it's, he brings it into you as well. Who do you say that he is? It comes down to that. Very simple. The greatest among you should be your servant. We have, some, people, some of us love complexity. We love structures. We love bureaucracy. We love systems. We love complications. But Jesus said, when it comes to organizations and it comes to his church in particular, and those of us that love him, he says, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Do you often wonder if you have the gift of service? Stop wondering. He said, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Do you take opportunities to serve and give to those among you? Love one another. Again, very simple. Part of Jesus' final exhortation to his disciples before he entered his passion. He said, love one another. This is what it's all about, folks. Love one another. Give to one another. Prefer one another. You cannot do this without the Spirit of God empowering you. You cannot do this without dying to yourself. You cannot do this without being meek towards one another. You cannot do this unless you have a soft heart towards God. And it is needed. It's desperately needed. We, I need love. My wife needs love. My kids need love. You need love. Your family needs love. The people around you, they need love. And it only comes from Jesus Christ. It only comes from his scripture. It only comes from his spirit. And you are a source of that to the world around you. Love one another. He is risen. Are there three more important words in scripture that he is risen? He came. He lived the perfect life. He suffered on my behalf. He suffered on your behalf. He died. He was in the grave for three days, and he rose again. The angels told the women, the faithful women who came to minister, he said, he's risen. Why are you looking for the dead among the living among the dead? He is risen. It's the central fact of our faith. It's the central fact of history. Jesus Christ is alive. He's reigning in heaven with God. He welcomes you into his family, into his kingdom through faith. You shall receive power. Not, but he, even though he's risen to heaven and he's brought us together in a family, he provides us with his Holy Spirit. The power he's talking about is the power of his spirit, which indwells us. This is a source of power. This is the source of love that we need to give to the people around us. Receive that power. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Our message is simple. Our message is simple. When we go and we share the love of Christ with someone, we don't have to teach them theology. We don't have to ask them to memorize the book of the Bible. We need to tell, we need to tell them repent and believe in the gospel. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. 
It's a simple message, but oh, how hard it is to force that message out of my mouth sometimes. Why? Because of my fear, because of spiritual combat, because of many different things, but it is simple. So when you're agonizing over what to do and what to say, love the people around you and exhort them. Invite them to believe in the Lord Jesus. The greatest of these of love, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Get a theme here. Get a, get a picture of what's important to him. Love is the most important thing in our life. If we're weighing the balance, if we're, if we're weighing things in our hands, how should we respond? We should respond in love first. Other things, we don't neglect other things, but love, we should be characterized by love. People should know you for your love. People should know us and our family, the love that we have for one another. A couple of very practical exhortations from Paul. Rejoice always. In the past weeks, we talked about our need to give thanks in despite of difficult circumstances. I want to see how you're doing on this. Is something bad happened in the last couple of weeks? Is something bad continue to happen over the last couple of weeks? Rejoice. Give thanks. Why? Because it's great? Because you like pain? Because you like suffering? No. Because there's something that happens to your heart when you give thanks in the midst of difficult circumstances. I know it affects me. Over the last couple of months, I have deliberately given thanks for things that I'm not very happy about. And it changes my heart, and it will change your heart. Rejoice always. And it goes right hand in hand with the very next verse, pray without ceasing. You don't know what to do? Pray. You don't know what to say? Pray. You don't know where to go? Pray. Things are overwhelming? Pray. You're super happy? Pray. You're mad? Pray. You know, someone just gave you a, a great gift you've been wanting for a long time? Pray, pray, pray without ceasing. This is a reflex that we ought to cultivate. This is an indication of our relationship with God. Please cultivate this. Cultivate the practice throughout the day, when you're driving, when you're walking, when you're cooking, when you're falling asleep, when you're with him sitting in, at your desk focused on the word, when you're in the bathroom, wherever you're at, pray without ceasing. It's pleasing to him, and he welcomes and wants our presence with him. Do not quench the spirit. When he leads you to obey him, obey him. Don't, don't ask a zillion questions. This is what I do. Don't ask a zillion questions, but obey him when he's clearly leading you. God is love. Once again, his, the beloved disciple John wrote, God is love. God is holy. God is just. God is good. God is infinite. God is powerful. God is wise. God is eternal. He is powerful. He is worthy of our worship. But one of the things he wants us to know about him is that he is love. He loves us. He loves you. He loves you right where you're at. He loves you with your flaws. He loves you so much, in fact, in spite of your flaws. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for David, who has many sins. And he died for those of you with many sins. He died for you. He sent his son Jesus to die for you because he loves you. And he wants a relationship with you. He wants fellowship with you. He wants healing for you. He wants love for you. He wants joy for you. He wants perseverance for you in the midst of the many, many difficult things in your life. 
faith without works is dead. A reminder that don't quench the spirit. When he provokes you to obey, obey. Try to train yourself. We, when we instruct our children, please come here, go there, do this. Whatever we instruct our children, we want them to obey. And we instruct them for their good or because we need the dishes washed or the trash taken out. But it's for their good or what we want them to do. Faith without works is dead. God, he saves us for a purpose. He gives us a relationship with him for a purpose. The purpose is intimacy with him, to build his kingdom. And when we put that into action, we put our faith to work. But without that action to go with our faith, our faith is dead. And last but not least, virtually the final words of, the, of, of Scripture, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Jesus is alive. He's reigning in heaven, and he promised to come back one day. He promised to come back for you. But he also come, promised to come back, and he's going to reign as the righteous, holy, eternal king. And we will bow before him. Every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. He's king of kings and Lord of lords. And we will bow before him. And I look forward to being able to willingly, with a full heart, praise him. All my attention focused on him saying, Jesus, you are awesome. You are holy. You are righteous. You are worthy of my praise. All my troubles forgotten. All my cares cast aside. All my success is given back to him. Come, Lord Jesus. These should be, this should be, the fact of his return should be an anchor for my soul. So I want to encourage you to blitz through these scriptures. And I know that each one you could probably turn into a, a sermon. You could probably meditate on them for days. And I understand this. My goal is to remind us we need an anchor. And not only anchor, but we need a reflex to turn to him when we are in need. Turn to him when we're rejoicing. Do you have that anchor in your life? Are there verses that weren't on this list that come to your mind that you say, yes, this is where my heart goes? Is this something you hunger for? You need this. You need it in your life. You need this anchor you need to cultivate a reflex of turning to him and crying out to him because he is calling out to you. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O oh Lord, I should seek. I'd like to take a moment and pray. We'll just have a moment of silent prayer. I would imagine even though we may be in lockdown, maybe there's many people in your house, maybe there's few people in your house. I would imagine that our moments of silence are still few. So I'm going to allow us a few moments of silent prayer. And I want to ask you to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening to you. Lord, are you calling to me? He is calling to you. So seek his face. So let's just take a few moments of silent prayer, and then I'll close us. And then maybe during our breakout session today, after the, our worship time, after communion, during breakout, if any of these passages spoke to you, share it with one another during your breakout time. If there's another verse that came to mind that was provoked in your mind, share it with one another. Say, hey, this is an anchor for me. This is an anchor for my soul. So let's just take a, a few moments of silent prayer. Ask God to speak with you. Let's pray.
Father, we are gathered here together. Even though we're apart, we are together in spirit. And my heart vibrates with excitement to think that you, the creator of the universe, wants to speak to me. God, speak to me. Oh, soften my heart. Give me grace to hear what you're saying. Maybe it's something small. Maybe just a small act of kindness you want me to do. Maybe you want me Maybe you want me to serve someone. Maybe you want me to share with a neighbor. Maybe you want me to offer a kind word. Maybe you want me to share the gospel. Maybe you want me to roll down my window at a stoplight and hand someone a, a cup of a, a bottle of water or a few dollars or something like that. Who knows what it is you want me to do? Who knows what it is you want us to do as your body? But we are here before you. And I am yielded before you, God. I pray that each of us would be yielded before you. I pray that each of us would learn what it means to have a reflex, reflex to say to you, my heart is ready. My heart is listening. My heart desires to obey. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you for your presence in our life. You are a blessed and righteous and holy God. Amen.